You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Father Paul Rutten. He's in the house, folks. Yes. <laughs> We're broadcasting this morning from St. Mary's Catholic Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. What's the official name? St. Mary's. The Church of St. Mary of the Immaculate Heart. Pop quiz. Good yes. job. <laughs> and then technically, I think of Minnehaha County. Oh, wow. As well. Yeah. So, so for us in Sioux Falls, it's St. Mary's. St. Mary's. Everyone so, just knows us as St. Mary's. How was Mass? It was good. It was our first school Mass with the kids. We had half of our kids uh, in Mass because it takes up so much space oh, in wow. the church. So, uh, But it was nice. It was nice to have the kids back. It's, you know, it's our third day of school. How's it going? You know, I think it's going pretty well so far. Uh, I haven't gone into the classrooms. I was out um, in the uh, front of the school uh, okay. talking uh, to the kiddos as they came and their parents and all of those things as well. So. so are they, because I can imagine, you know, little kids love their local priests. And so I can imagine that... Um, a lot of times that they might come up and want to give you a hug or something. Yeah, you know, it was really funny. So we uh, had the open house a couple of weeks ago or last week. And uh, the one mother said, we're really working to like not have our kid hug people. Uh, and, and I like turned the corner and he's like, Father Paul. And he's like ran up. And I mean, he's like two feet tall. You so, don't have a stick to keep so him away. I'm like, well, that, that, that's going to work well uh, in the midst of it all. So it was, uh, it was kind of humorous. That's funny. Uh, yeah. So it's, you know, it, it, we're doing the best we can. Uh, so what is the format that you guys have adopted here at St. Mary's as, as far, far as, as everybody's back in school? Yep. Um, uh, yep. They're all back in school. They all wear masks or most of them, you know, the little, little ones won't. Um, <laughs> For a variety of reasons. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I, I joke that the classrooms kind of remind me of what they used to look like. All the desks are in straight rows, mm -hmm. and then every column is shifted one. So it's just like, do, 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 do. All, everyone's in order. There's none of these fancy, everybody looks at each other, yeah. little pods. Yeah. Um, and then the teachers really kind of had to clean out their rooms, sort of, so there's space. Hmm. Uh, but it seems to be working pretty well. Um, yeah, the the teachers are. How about mass attendance? How's that been? You know, uh, it's really kind of spotty. Uh, we had a huge crowd uh, at two of our masses, and then really light at one, hmm. um, and so it's it's just kind of all over the place. Well, and it brought an interesting conversation that my mother and I had um, talking about, you know, the dispensation and all the different things that the bishop has put in place, and. Um, Kind of wanted to get your point of view on it, but it's um, it brought to light her and I, as soon as we were able to go back to Mass, we felt comfortable enough to go to Mass and we desperately wanted to mm -hmm. go, right? Um, but there are certain people that we know um, that aren't going, mm -hmm. but it brings to mind, why were you going to Mass in the first place? Sure. So... Mom and I were talking about, well, we want to go and be closer to God and have that relationship with him. And some people that we're very close to, um, I think we're going for obligation purposes. Sure. Yep. So it's like um, we were discussing at great length the difference between those two things sure. and the questions maybe one should be asking themselves. Yeah, you know, I mean, I do think that there is always this sort of chicken and the egg. 
Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes your parents made you do things because they knew it was good for you mm-hmm. with the hope that you would then realize this is good for you. Right. You know, so there's this sort of, so do you make them do something and then they're going to figure it out? Or do you give them the freedom to figure it out uh, and whenever they get around to it? Uh, so there is part of it. You know, I'll say sometimes in, in uh, at Mass, I don't want anyone to come because they have to come. I want them because they have to come. Yeah. Like it's sort of like, you know, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever sport, whatever event you love, like to say, well, you have to go to the championship. Like no football lover, no baseball lover, no opera, whatever, if they were given free tickets, would be like, ah, do we have to go? Do I have to go watch that? You know, but so then this challenge then on our part is like, then how do I help people fall in love hmm. with mass, mm-hmm. with the liturgy, with what it's, what it's about? So there was a part of me that actually liked not having the obligation because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, don't come then. Do you think, um, but so then there... those that did come, but the, the challenge that I found is there were, there were lots of people who no matter what I could say to them, they couldn't get out of their mind that they weren't, it wasn't wrong to miss mass. Right. Like they'd been so trained right. that when we told them this isn't a sin, mm-hmm. they couldn't process that. Like they didn't have the freedom to see that they could stay home uh, and it would be okay because it has never been okay. You know, kind yeah. of that mentality. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting too, because um, all of us, I think, go through dark spells, mm-hmm. you know, and the saints have written about that. And I think sometimes that obligation, when I really don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. I really don't feel like it. I don't want to go. And I'm acting like a big baby yeah. in my own head. Yeah. But there's the obligation. And then I end up going. And just walking into the church and being in the presence yeah. of our Lord changes everything. Yep. We know this. We're, yeah. we're slow children, right? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and so I really think what it is then is it's trying to get people to have the conversation then. Even though there is the obligation to really begin to have the conversation about, could you see why you should come anyways? You know, like, even if this obligation wasn't in place. And I also am grateful that people have made good choices and stayed home yes, as well. You know, um, and, and so it really has brought to light this real challenge for us to say, are we as Catholic Christians at a place in our, our life that we can make the decision with the information we've been given, with all of the parameters, and be at peace with it? Whatever that is, you know, um, and and I think again sometimes we want someone else just to make it for me. Mm. You make the decision, and it's like, well, no, you make it for you because when you get to the pearly gates and you stand before Jesus, it's you and Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, and and it's going to be a moment where I have to take ownership. Mm for everything I did or did not do. And so too, the readings today, like shepherds, like, so I have to take ownership for all the things I do here at St. Mary. And so this real challenge to say, when I make a decision or withhold a decision, I, I am trying to look at my responsibility as the shepherd of this parish. And I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But I'm only going to know that in one sense in hindsight. Right. 
And that freedom to live in a culture that says, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. When, when we can look back and say, maybe you made the wrong decision. Well, and what I'm hearing from you also is reminding me of a group that I belong to, that there's only so much you can do for another person. Mm-hmm. There's only so much hand-holding the church can do yeah. for the other person. Yeah. Thoughts on that? We it only is, have a minute left. It is. No, I know. <laughs> and, and I think the challenge sometimes is it feels like you're on the edge of a cliff and the church says, I'm not going to hold your hand. So some of these decisions feel so monumental that they say, well, how could you not hold my hand right now? And the church is like, because Jesus has you. Like, but that takes real faith. You know, that takes like this, not just saying it, but something within me, the ability to fall and be caught. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't know that feeling until you've done it. You can think you know what it's like to fall and be caught, but unless you actually fall and are caught, you know, I mean, it's scary. And so this real belief, do I believe that Jesus will catch me? Mm. Uh, yeah. And the church allows us to and the feel church, that. Yeah. But that's scary. That is. Oh, yeah, Father so, Paul, I love hosting with well, you. There we go. It's it's more for my benefit. Well, there we go. It's, it's good. It, it is good. And I enjoy doing it. I enjoy doing it. Although I do say, and I've said it before, I don't think I've ever really said it on air. I do watch and listen when my brothers host, and I feel like they sort of run the show, and they let you kind of come in when they're when they're done. And I try to let you run the show, and, and I'll just kind of fill well, in. I'll say that definitely about Joe. John, he's... A little better? He's way better. Okay. You and right, John are more right, similar. Okay. All right. <laughs> But I listen sometimes and I'm like, well, that's a good well, thing Heather's there. <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have Missy Bomberger on the air. Yes. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo, parishioner of Saints Anne and Joachim Church in Fargo. I'm excited to share with you the launch of Lumen Vision, providing eye care for the whole family, including eye emergencies, vision therapy, and routine exams. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Eyes of Faith, a frame company that prints scripture verses on the inside of each frame. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. In today's crowded higher education field, there's one university whose quality and personal care stands out from the crowd, the University of Mary. The University of Mary offers truly affordable, flexible adult education because your success is our priority. Here, you matter, and we're with you every step of the way to make sure you succeed. Choose a university community that cares about you as a student for life. Discover us at online.umary.edu slash discovermary. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care. 
We're pro-life and pro-family, respecting the dignity of the human person while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer a wide range of clinical services, including rapid influenza testing and diabetes care management. You can visit us at 303 North 4th Street to discover the Mayo difference. Our number is 701-223-2424. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I am Heather Caro. And I'm Father Paul Rutten. And we're broadcasting this morning from St. Mary's Catholic Church here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Great conversations already this morning. If you've missed any of it, you can always tune in to our podcast section on our app or on our website, yourcatholicradiostation.com or realpresenceradio.com. I always forget that they've added realpresenceradio.com to our So that makes it easier. Yeah. No, that does make it easier. It does. I just have the app, so I don't ever... Yeah, you find us easily. (laughs) Yeah, you can find Rutten Radio on there, too. You can. I know. You guys are, like, going big time. I don't know about that, but... (laughs) (laughs) We're going. (laughs) Well, I'm excited to welcome Missy Bomberger. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So, I come to you from Watertown. Um, Been married for 22 years. We have... uh, Darren's my husband. We have three kids. One is a junior in college already. Oh, my. I know. One is a sophomore in high school, and we have an eighth grader. I work at Immaculate Conception Church as the adult, um, or the director of adult discipleship and evangelize, uh, evangelization office. So, a lot going on. Lots going on. Yeah, busy, busy time of year. Um, kind of a little bit of my story before that. Grew up on a farm just outside of Watertown. Um, very blessed to have two parents that love me very much and got two brothers and a fun sister and um, (laughs) Father Paul knows her so hi Jenny Um, and then also had the blessing of growing up on the same farm as my grandparents. Oh, wow. And I mentioned that because my, my grandma was a big part of my story as far as my spiritual growth. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and to tie the things together for folks that don't know, Father yeah. Paul, you so used to be... So, for full disclosure, I, <laughs> right. was, I was the pastor of Immaculate Conception in Watertown mm-hmm. for six years. Uh, and Missy was working there when I started. Yeah. Uh, and while we were there, we really just saw the need uh, for more adult uh, faith formation, more programming. Uh, yeah. And so we created a position full time. Uh, and so at first people were like, full time. And it's like, oh, my gosh, trust me, we could hire a couple more people for this right? position. Um, and it really grew. And that was it was a kind of an orga- organic. Well, that shows that people needed it. Growth. Yeah. yeah. But, it, but it was something that it sort of took people getting to know what it was. And then wanting more and then more and more. Um, I think sometimes we can be too quick mm. and put the cart ahead of the horse. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sort of actually found that, I think, when we started Why Disciple. Right. Because you need right. adults that can right. lead children. Right. And yeah. we didn't have the adults, really, that were at a place in their faith life to say, yeah. you know, here's how the faith works. And, you know, they could teach it, but to really, like, 
share it was different. And so we really thought, oh my gosh, like we have got to help our adults Mm -hmm. as well. So, so yeah, so full disclosure, we worked together (laughs) um, and she wouldn't move. Oh man. Well, and I've had you on before Father Paul talking about some of the great speakers and different events that you had going on up in Watertown that just blew me away at some of the great people you had come in. Yeah. Well, you know, we always said whatever God wants. And, and we didn't just, I don't think we just said that, uh, no. but to really say, Lord, what do you want for us? Yeah. To really step back and say, Lord, you provide. Mm-hmm. And so I still remember like when Jeff Gavins came, I'm like, I know. What is, like, I know. What? I mean, it was like, yeah. thank you, God. I mean, yeah. and when yeah. other people who didn't show up, it's like, well, Lord, I guess you didn't want this. Yeah. You know, so Monsignor Shea was supposed to come once, mm-hmm. snowstorm couldn't happen. And instead he came and did a mission. Which was way better than one night to have him, you know, so that real challenge to really say, Lord, what do you want for our parish? Right. What do you want for our church? And then to be obedient. And every year changes, right? It's like you think you have your plan of, um, you know, we're going to do what we did last year. Well, that's never the case. Yeah. I mean, when you sit down and you really ask the Lord, like, what is your plan for your people? Then you know, you have to be obedient to that. And so it's ever changing. Yeah. So, yeah, even as successful as it would be from a numbers standpoint, we always just said, well, I don't know. Yeah. We might not do it again. Right. And people be like, why wouldn't you do it again? Well, because maybe the Lord doesn't want us to. Mm. Right. Maybe the, this is it. Maybe that's all it was supposed to be. And I think sometimes in the church, we just sort of get stuck and yeah. we do the same thing we've done because we've done it and it worked. Right. And we don't really, you know, sort of step back. And um, a lot of people don't like change. Right. You're always going to come up across those people. It's very what? uncomfortable. We exist. People, people don't like we change. We exist. I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you definitely have to work with that yeah. Yeah. and, and how, be convicted. Uh, yeah. So how would you say in your time in the position that you've seen a change in the way that the adults approach the faith? You know, it's like you said, when... When I first came in, you know, I was pretty adamant that I I started as part-time youth and and part-time adult and kind of dug my feet in that um, I really wouldn't take the position without the adult component because as an adult, I just feel like um, a child Mm -hmm. or or a bigger child, right, (laughs) that still needs to learn. And now I'm raising little kids. And so, you know, it's just been a growth process where it's like, it's like that that process of growing in trust, and then um, you you know grow in friendships, and then you just you, you have to do that first before you can start teaching them the faith. And so now I feel like we're at a different point of our journey where now we need to teach them. As you probably heard, Father, my my title has even changed to a point where now it's not just adult faith formation. It's Director of Discipleship and Evangelization. So now we're at a point where we want to teach them to, what does it look like to really go out Mm -hmm. and live your faith in the world that when you walk through Walmart, you're making a difference, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, people really need a smile nowadays, you know? And just that recognition. And so each year has been different. And yeah, yeah, so we're we're here now, going to be teaching them how to go out. Well, and I find it interesting that you mentioned your grandmother towards the beginning because I know in my life, my mother, 
has been just essential yeah. in my faith. Making it my own. Yeah. Making me love it. Not making me love it, but guiding me to love it. Yeah. And she now lives with me and my daughter. Oh. And so to have that additional um, person in the home guiding my daughter is priceless. So can we talk a little bit about your experience with your grandmother and how she led you to the faith or helped you develop the faith? You know, that's been um, something that I ponder on a lot. Because even to this day, because I I continually look back and can see that it's such a grace because I keep drawing living water from it. Um, My grandma was just one of those that shared the faith with me without using words all the time. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, she she lived it. She, you know, she prayed her rosary and she went to Mass. Sometimes she was the only one at daily Mass. Um, But she loved me. Mm-hmm. And she was joyful, and she had this peace. And there was a day that um, she, <laughs> one of her trees died, and Grandpa bought her a new tree, and she was so excited. Mm-hmm. And she let me <clears throat> mow the lawn, and I ran over her tree. <gasps> Who does that, right? <laughs> so I ran it over, and, and I was waiting for discipline, and and she came to me with such love. Oh, wow. And so we don't recognize how those little daily moments make a difference. And that's what my grandma was for me. And then she just she was just um, a huge inspiration in um, me growing in my love for the sacraments. Um, on her deathbed, she taught me the importance of receiving the Eucharist. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I will never forget it. And so, um, yeah, I think we just we just forget how important our daily actions and our responses are to people, and how we truly are Christ in those moments if we say yes. Mm-hmm. And it's always those hard moments. Yeah, you know, like yeah. when my my kid thinks she's going to be in so much trouble, and then. I come at her at a different, completely different angle and right. the change in them. So right. do you bring that forward with raising your own children? Oh, I sure hope so. That, the moment <laughs> of mowing <laughs> over the tree. Oh, gosh. I, I hope so. I fail so many times. I fail so many times. But like you said, those moments where you respond in grace, you just there's a moment where you know that it wasn't just for your child, right? Mm. You step back and you go, Lord, that was, that was for me too. That was a moment for me too, because I usually would not have responded like that. And so a daily work in progress, right? (laughs) (laughs) And again, hourly work. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. It's, it's, you know, decisions that we make all the time. So we fail, but then it's so important to say, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. And, and like I said in the beginning, like, I'm just a big kid trying to learn this this game of life too, yeah. you know? And so to recognize when we fail. Well, and I find it that it's very important too, and I don't know if you do this with the job position that you have, is letting those that you're trying to educate or teach that you use the same method that yeah. I don't have all the answers. Oh, yeah. Do you do that with your group? Absolutely. In fact, I, I say... I'm selfish in the sense that I took the job partly because I wanted to grow 
in my own faith. And I wanted people to grow with me. You know, there was a point where I actually thought about leaving the Catholic Church because I was looking for something more and I couldn't find it within the church. And praise God, he sent me one friend, one friend that I didn't know at the time that has become a lifelong friend. And we started journeying together. And then from there, I just asked more and more and more. And taking the job, I wanted to be really careful, even to this day, that I don't turn it into a job. Mm. So um, the day that I turn it into a job is when it's my time to leave. Because um, this is Jesus' position. And, and I want to grow with him. And I, you know, I need to, I need to just be open and allow myself to grow with them. So I love journeying with people. Wow. You hired yeah. the right person, Father. I didn't hire her. You didn't? No, I, I don't take any credit for it. Oh. All, all, all I did was shift her job responsibilities. Yeah, and that was funny, too, because when he did that, like, I, I don't know if you remember, but I knew at that moment that God wanted me to focus on the adult faith formation. And mm-hmm. so I came to him, and I... You know, I, I said, Father, I, I've been praying about this. And, and, and then he mentioned he was going to change my position into a full-time adult. And I said, well, that's good because if that wasn't the case, I needed to leave. Because I knew that that's what God was asking of the parish. And I didn't want to get in the way of that. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah. Well, folks, if you are just tuning in, we're talking with Missy Bomberger. She is from Watertown, and we're actually broadcasting from St. Mary's in Sioux Falls. Um, We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have more with Missy Bomberger and the Sacramental Life and Adult Faith Formation up in Watertown at ICC. So we'll be right back in just a minute. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these planned gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our planned giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. 
SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Father Paul Rutten. We're broadcasting today from Father Paul's Parish here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, St. Mary's, where you're like the overseer for a while. Yeah, for a while. For a while. (laughs) And we're talking with Missy Baumberger from uh, Watertown, Immaculate Conception. Conception. So thanks for joining us. We've been talking about um, adult faith formation and her position there. You, You know, Missy, you said something earlier, and I had listened to a podcast, and this guy said, we need an apostolate of friendship. Mm. In Amen. the Catholic Church. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it's right. You know, we tell people, oh, you should come, you should come to Mass, or you should do this, you should do that. But there's no, like, there's no shared life. Right. Mm. Uh, right. And I think that the, that's the problem. Like, when we practice our faith as if it has no impact on anything else, anyone mm. else. There's mm-hmm. Sunday at this time. Or even Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like, right. like. People can go to church every day, they can pray the rosary, and nobody will ever know. Not that I have to tell people, mm-hmm. but that I put myself in a position where I, I can bump into someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can begin to see that what I studied on Tuesday about how God works on Thursday is actually happening. Right. And I might be shocked. Right. You know, like, oh my gosh, like... Like, we, we just studied about how Jesus does this, and here I am. So have you seen that take place uh, with some of, like, the programs that you're doing, the people that you're touching? Have you seen where somebody's been able to come back and say, oh, my gosh, this, like, really works? Yeah, yeah. Well, selfishly, I have to start with myself, right? Like, I have seen my life change. Like, People see me today, like even my kids, and they think we had we just had a great conversation with our kids about this the other night. How, you know, they see my husband Darren and I for who we are today, and and they haven't seen who we were prior, and we're like, we're not the same person, you know. Yeah. Like, so I've seen myself change, I've seen my husband change, and within that, I've seen my kids change. But within the parish, I have seen people that are fearful in a sense that they don't feel like they have the tools to do this. And I'm going to call out a, f- a few people here. I hope sure. that's okay. But um, I think of our Rita M. Oh, I love Rita. <laughs> oh, that, um, Rita, Rita. you know, she she's just so quiet. Um, she's very comfortable being to herself. But God has called her in a new way wow. to reach out to those in need. Um her husband just passed away yeah. from Alzheimer's, and she is now looking to be um, maybe step in and be a caregiver or mm. a support system for those that are also going through that that same struggle. And so, just the courage that it takes for her to do that, I have seen 
what is so beautiful that makes you just step back in glasses and go, there's something so much bigger than me here where um, these group of women that maybe um, were in the age of the Baltimore Catechism, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think we can all say when we were kids, we, you know, we kind of lived the faith out of respect and out of love for those. Um, But they, they will tell me how they went through this, this time where they, they needed to memorize the Baltimore Catechism. And you bring the actual teaching in with the person of Christ, and these light bulbs start going off. <laughs> and they're like, I didn't know. It's like they knew in their head, mm-hmm. but now they're knowing in their heart, wow. and something is changing in them. Like, And it doesn't have to be like big, extravagant things, right? It's how they converse with one another. It's how they smile at mm-hmm. someone. And it's, it's the um, maybe finding peace and joy in their suffering. Oh, man. A quicker sense of peace and joy. Sure. Like I, I think of my Barb Kinas that lost her husband. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and how I went to just gift her something one day and told her I was praying for her. And she got tears in her eyes and said, I love you. And I knew that that was because she saw Jesus, you know? And so, and then we've got our other ones that um, are Suzanne Beyer and our Sarah Hammond, you know? (laughs) I mean, they were a part of our Bible studies. And and then you reach out to them and say, you know, I see something special in you. And and I just want you to pray about, I think God is calling you to to help teach this, you know? And so... Uh, Suzanne uh, Beyer became um, one of our leaders for RCIA, and Sarah Hammond now works with me yeah. uh, in the Youth Faith Formation Office. So, um, and then we've got Bridget Bauman as well. You know, she yeah. she's our parish nurse, and she was one of those that started um, with me when I was um, when I started our first women's group, oh, like yeah. probably fifteen years ago or so. So. Yeah, so you see lives change. And, and again, it doesn't have to be anything right. booming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just those daily, daily changes. Yeah. yeah, because the other thing I think that's important, and you touched on it at the beginning there, is my fear is that kids see adult faith simply as you go to church on Sunday. Right. Because mm. that's all they see their parents. Right. You know, because we haven't really cultivated anything for them. But when all of a sudden a kid sees their parents either in a men's group or in a Bible study or helping with RCIA or teaching religious, all of these other things and and beginning to experience that their dad or mom talks about the faith in a different way, Mm -hmm. then they begin to realize like, okay, it's not just getting to catechism and then getting to confirmation and then I'm done. Right. Right. But it's like, no, like those are the foundational things so that I can then step out right. even further and now right. I can really live this but I need to have this foundation I need to yeah. sort of have that Baltimore catechism that I know these things right and then I know them yes yeah because otherwise if you just know something and you're like why is there the feeling like why does this and I can't figure out where that's coming from I, I you know but if I can make the two connections yeah um, I used in my homily this last weekend uh, Chevy Chase and Christmas vacation with the lights, the Christmas lights. <laughs> and he couldn't figure out how to get them to work. 
And he's like trying right. all these things. Right. And I feel like as, as Catholic Christians, we can't figure it out. Right. Like what makes this thing go? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think a huge part of that is to get to know Jesus, we have to know ourselves. Yeah. Mm. And what comes with that is learning our brokenness, mm. yeah. our weaknesses. I remember when um, I was reading one of my books and it talked about the effects of original sin and how I couldn't move on. Like I couldn't move on because it was a new realization that, oh my gosh, this affects me. Right. And, and I, there's certain parts of my life that I allow this to play out and it takes me away from Jesus. Yeah. And so, yeah, that. Yeah, and to help other people then to see this. Right. Like, this, right. you just have to keep bringing it back to Christ. Right. Well, and I uh, think one thing that I like, I'm hoping that I'm teaching my daughter is that I, I also belong to a women's group mm-hmm. and I'm actually their educator. We don't know why. <laughs> but the thing is, is that I try to tell them that just put on the glasses of the Catholic Church. Yeah. Just start seeing everything from that perspective. And it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be joining this yeah. major Bible study. Mm-hmm. It's My daughter is currently going through some bullying issues. Oh. And so, you know, I am taking this issue to her in a loving way and giving her the lens of the Catholic Church without saying, okay, here's the lens of the Catholic Church and this is how you should do it. You know, I just... Mm-hmm. But to show that as an example to her you still need to love you still need to be kind right you know all those things because i don't want our listeners to think that this is some big order no this is something that we can practice daily yeah Yeah. all day absolutely and and with that you know okay so what's going on in our world today all the unsettled yeah mm -hmm. all the unsettledness you know to have that foundation like you talked about and and to continue to draw life out of Christ never leaves us mm-hmm. and that in our sufferings we become a new creation mm-hmm. if we can learn like I, I told our son one night when we were talking about the COVID and the riots and everything I said but Dalton you have to understand that Jesus God the Spirit could take this away in an instant. In an instant, it could all be gone. Mm-hmm. And he is allowing it for our good. Didn't cause it, but is allowing it for our good. Mm. So how can I lean into what is in front of me all the time and be a part of that so that Christ can be new in me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because then you embrace <laughs> yeah. your you embrace no. your bullying yeah. differently, right? Yes. Not that yes. not that right. anything about it is okay, right? But you learn how to be your best because you start to rely on Jesus more yeah. and not yourself. Well, and in our suffering, we tend to focus so much on the suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, or, then, and to be able to say the only answer to why it was different is Jesus. Yeah. Like how I stood before this in a different way yeah. it is only because Jesus. Like, yeah. there, I didn't, I didn't try harder. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, right. I didn't try harder. It just happened. I mean, like Jesus did it. Yeah. yeah, which I think we fall into the trap of trying to pull ourselves up yeah. by the bootstraps mm. and saying, mm-hmm. "I'll do better tomorrow." Right. Instead so of, come Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, Deacon Scott said that was the, he was the seminarian here for the summer. He said that was the motto with the seminary. Well, have you tried trying harder? <laughs> <laughs> and again, it's that oh, American yeah. way. We'll just it try is. harder. It is. Try, <laughs> next time. Try harder next time. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't work. No. It doesn't work. No. Because you become me. your own God. Right. Yeah. You don't realize it, but we may say, you know, we're Catholic and then there's Lutherans, and, but we can make ourselves our, our own, own God. God. Yep. Mm. Yeah. We could have this conversation all day long. We could. Long. <laughs> you could just stay. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. <laughs> Missy, thank you for joining us thank today. Thank you for having me. God and, bless uh, you. And everything yeah. going on in Watertown. Thank you. We'll have to thank have you, you come down and speak at our parish. Yeah, yeah. that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me when. I'll be there. (laughs) Well, folks, we are halfway through Real Presence Live this morning with Father Paul Rutten at St. Mary's in Sioux Falls. We just got done talking with Missy Bomberger. We have a ton more great guests coming up the second hour, so don't go anywhere. Stay right with us.